Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, July 19th, 2023. And special guest today, you know her, you love her. It's none other than Tammy, who's not feeling too good today. What's going on, Tim? No, I'm not feeling very well today. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. So if I exit the screen... And don't come Exit back. Exit stage left, Tammy. And if we could say a prayer for Tammy that she feels better, that'd be the yeah. greatest thing. We're all part of the human family. We're all part of Christ's many-membered body. I hope that you are. John chapter 7 today. Don't you dare miss it. Please first consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry that me and Tammy set up here. Bible teaching ministry. I think we're on podcast number 454 today. And... Whatever you can do to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word to get it out there to a hurting human family with the message of Christ's love. And Christ's love just jumps off the pages in the book of John. Like every time I get into the book of John, I'm just overwhelmed. And if you watch John chapter 3, it is overwhelming. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And that was just emotion, just the heavy emotion of God's love. Remember, God loves you in his emotions are supernatural he feels it man so let's try and please the lord here john chapter 7 after these things jesus walked in galilee for he would not walk in jewelry because the jews sought to kill him that's nice nice clergy uh and their um congregation a jews there is an adjective and it's just a descriptive word to describe those certain people that were running the church of the day the churchy church the big show church jewelry jewelry here it's the same word it's eudaia in the greek which is a hebrew word and named for the tribe of judah that used to inhabit it, that area so are you from judea or they would say Jewry here. That just means the Jews district. And how nice of a clergy sought to kill him. Trying to kill the truth. We're in that right now. Just think about this. We're in the fifth file seal in Trump. This is the dynasty of the censorship of the truth. And me and Tammy through the companion chapel here are living that. We have no financial interest in the outcome. But we're watching all our platforms dropping us because yes. we're telling the truth and if you can help get the truth out there just a like subscribe whatever you can do to help with the algorithms especially on the podcast on well, spotify apple like there was a bill just passed in canada that censors material going out and censors material coming into canada and when at just after that bill passed we lost nine platforms nine platforms and now so we're sitting here saying listen all yeah. we are doing tammy and i with no financial interest in the outcome we do live 40 percent below the poverty line but that's just because we have dedicated ourselves to teaching god's word to the whole human family and all of a sudden we're getting censored here up in canada so if somebody knows how to get around it perhaps we can launch this podcast or these broadcasts off a different platform that you set up whatever god-given talent you have god expects you to use it in the many member body of christ and yeah, we're, we're having problems up here getting yep. the word of God out. We have no malicious intent whatsoever. And we set it up as a registered nonprofit. Now, you can get a hold of us here at the Companion Chapel at gmail.com. Now, let's stay on subject Even here. if it's just information, if you tell us of a platform or if you can tell us of a way to get around the censorship so we can get this message out to the world. And remember, if, if you're watching on... 
Well, there's millions of podcasts out there. We're on Spotify and a bunch of others. Not as many as we used to be, that's no. for sure. Amazon picked us up and a few others, but that's not really my talent. YouTube is a censored platform, and thank you for allowing us to use it, YouTube, but there's 800 million videos on YouTube and 37 million channels, so if you're watching this, it's nothing short of a miracle. So if you can help us, this registered nonprofit, you can go to companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or whatever you can help us out with to help us do more for a hurting world. Okay, so we're talking about... Here's Jesus, they sought to kill him, they're seeking to kill the truth. Always remember, when a tyrant or a dictator dies, his reign of terror is over. When a martyr dies, his reign just begins. And Jesus Christ is the faithful martyr as it's written. The word martyr in the Greek, just so you know, is witness. We are witnessing the truth and we are being shut down here. Us in these low volume videos, getting picked on, and that's just the way it is. Jesus was picked on also to the point where we can barely comprehend, where he was tortured and humiliated. I can't talk about it because I get choked up. But let's just say here, when a martyr dies, the reign just begins. And these guys want to kill a faithful witness to us, to witness the truth, to get us back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, to cohabitate with God in the circuits of time, the way he designed us. As it's written in Psalms chapter 90, we were there before the earth was even formed. All of us, the whole human family in totality, shouting out for joy together in infinite felicity, pure happiness, a place of completeness, a place of perpetual friendship. That's what we want for the whole human family. Now, the Jews' Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. Well, look at that. That's very interesting because in the last chapter, it was the Feast of Passover. So I hope you had a good summer, Jesus Christ. And uh, who do you hang out with? His brother, therefore, said unto him, Depart thence, hence, and go into Judea, that thou disciples may also see the works that thou doest. That thou doest. Let's see what happened. What do you mean his brother? Well, I'll open the book and let it speak for itself. We only have to go back a couple pages here. <clears throat> and I'll be going back to uh, chapter 2, verse 12, just so we know who his brother is. And this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and the disciples and they continued not many days so it's his brethren are we talking about james and jude here my two favorites out of the bible especially jude and where's papa joseph these days oh family's tripping around on a summer vacation here uh probably at work well the kids took the summer job summer summer off i would suggest it sounds like a good idea. I follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I used to do in construction also. So whatever. Okay, so there. Daddy's at work. We don't hear Joseph anymore anyways. And these, they're down in Capernaum again. Well, where are they here? Where did this say? They're coming out of Galilee. That just means the circuit around Judea. Here's now the Jews' feast. It's not feast of Yahweh. It's not the feast of God. It's their feast, the way they twisted their laws and ceremonies and their biggest, big religious show that we see today in almost every single church. Sugarcoating the word, trying to put on a big show, and that was their feast in September. Remember, the feast of Passover is now overshadowed by a tradition called Easter. God hates it. And we can go through that thread through the Bible extensively. He hates that word Easter his brethren therefore said unto him, so they're tempting him, they're taunting him here. 
Let's see what else they say. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. A little bit of sibling, sibling rivalry here, uh, taunting. James and Jude, especially Jude, my fave. No punches pull. Like those 25 verses in Jude, they got to be my favorite go-to verses of all. When I, If I get into the kingdom of heaven, I want to be sitting with Jude on a park bench and just great swelling words for man's moderation. Raging waves of the sea foaming out of their own shame. Like I think that's awesome. Like he just gives her. Like Jude. So he's getting on Christ's case here. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Hey, they weren't too sure yet. There's a key there. Then Jesus came unto them, My time is not yet, but your time is already. You're, you're walking in the ways and things of the world right now. Okay? The, the world cannot hate you because you're, you're walking it. And we all did. We all walked in the ways and things of the world after ideologies outside of God's governmental perfection, outside of God's governmental laws, His commandments. We all did it. So are these guys doing it. Just, the world can't hate you because you're, you're playing into it. But it hateth me because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. It's the truth that we're talking about. The great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. There's no in-between. There's no purgatories. There's no greasy lawyers there trying to negotiate. It's yay or nay. And meditate on that sometime. How refreshing is that? Especially today when we have alternative facts and when we have censorship, just I gotta stay yeah. on subject here. Verse eight: Go up you into this feast. I will not go up yet into the feast, for my time has not yet come full. I'm not going to go up there yet. Where these guys are, you know, on a headhunt. Let's let things settle down a little bit, and let's talk about something else too. The feast up in Jerusalem. If there were five thousand people following Christ out into the, basically the wilderness, you know, into a grassy line. Plus their families. That's a lot of people not up in the church buying those sickly mite infested doves, dumping money into the collection plate. Right? That's a lot of people. So That's watch a lot of people. Watch. Imagine how busy it is up here at this time. I'm talking we're talking shoulder to shoulder, man. We're talking a mass population of people that come here. And this a big religious show going on. And they think they can buy salvation. Okay, go up into this feast. It's not my time. And when he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. That just means the circuit around Judea. That's Palestine today. But when his brethren were gone up, they went up also unto the feast, not openly, but were in secret. They didn't make a big show. They just walk in and be humble, right? You're not walking in like the Pope in a Pope mobile, wearing that dress that says in the book of Hosea, you're not supposed to wear. Have you ever heard the Pope even quote the Bible? Good question. He says a lot of flattering words. Anyways, where, where do you think this lead clergy went after the Romans demoed uh, Jerusalem in AD 70? And they had all this money. Nicodemus was one of the top lead clergy in this these Jews. Not a race of people. Don't you go there. It describes the lead clergy and their congregation. Where do you think they went? They went back to Rome with all that money, and they're still there to this day, with trillions at their disposal, as King uh, Charles said at the 2021 Glasgow Summit on Climate Change. That was epic. Yeah, that was. There's one 
with trillions at his disposal. And it, who is it? Well, you know, these were rich people back then, and they have trillions at their disposal right now. It is the false religion, the fake religion. Do not allow these people to change your religious authority through deception, through subtlety, by looking like a big religious show. And so his brothers walk in. Then the Jews, the lead clergy, sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? You know why they were seeking him? Because a true Bible teacher, Lord Jesus Christ himself, will always make any churchy church look like a religious sideshow. That's why. They don't want him coming in there making those people look like just mocking them with the truth. The truth will always stand. You can smokescreen it all you want. You can put on fancy dresses, build fancy churches all you want. Where was John the Baptist? out in the wilderness did Jesus Christ was he homeless did he have a dime he wasn't wearing a big dress coming in acting all like so religious with all these ceremonies and pomp so that's why where is he we don't want this guy here why did they even care about him because he took 5,000 5,000 people followed him followed him willingly key word there not grudgingly or not because they think if I don't go to church, I'm going to go to hell. They wanted to hear the truth being taught. They knew this is God walking amongst us, Emmanuel, God with us. And there was such murmuring among the people concerning him. Hey, they were talking about him. For some said, he is a good man. And others said, nay, he deceiveth the people. It's the same today. It's the same today. Jesus Christ is the living word, the Alpha Omega. He came in the volume of the book. Start on page one. People will dispute page one of the Bible right off the hook. And I haven't seen anybody except myself, but I know you're out there who's meditated and gone on a sabbatical for years like I have here and found the key of David in the Bible. It is a glossary that runs through the Bible. It's the threads that present themselves through the etymology of the keywords in the original language manuscripts. The English argument is pointless compared to the original language. And the threads that run through the Bible form a glossary and a timeline it's got trademark stamp of validity and so people today will just say anything they want uh it's an embarrassment to mankind an abomination to god and there's consequences to what you say against the lord jesus christ they oh he deceiveth people okay that's your ideologies how to govern yourself while mankind has a 100 percent failure rate at governing themselves outside of god's ideologies Howbeit, no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Yeah, this is a big deal. These people are scared because these people have murder in their heart. And we'll learn about that in John chapter 8. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up in the temple and taught. He wasn't hiding. He went right to the pulpit. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters having never learned? Oh, it's like, this is the same as what happened to me at that church over there. You have no formal training, Michael. You can't just come in here and open that Bible of yours and start talking about it. We have a 23-year-old pastor. He was just at college. And I was just like, dude, I had this Bible longer than he's been alive. What are you talking about? I've been studying the manuscripts long. I came in there with all good intentions. I'm not comparing myself to Christ. Are you kidding me? Stop right there. But I'm just saying, this is what people will do when they see the truth coming. It's like, oh, how, he didn't go to a seminary. Well, 
as I read the Word of God, open the book and let it speak for itself, Satan, the less of the two unique light givers, read off Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 to 18, defiled the sanctuary, that's the seminaries, Ezekiel chapter 28. That's why they come out of there. And uh, this old preacher says to me, and we pray for him, I pray for him all the time. They don't like me. They kick me out of the church. I don't understand the book of Revelation. I don't understand. I don't understand first page of the Bible. And this is a hard read. And it's up to the elders. They want to flop on the floor like a fish and call that speaking in tongues. They can't read Acts chapter 2 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Would you like me to help you with it? Let's open the book and let it speak for itself. No, get out. If you don't want to flop on the floor like a fish, you can get out of here. And I did. And it sucked. And it hurt me too. I, I was hurt on that I know one. I did. Like we've been out of several churches because there's no Bible study. There's no Bible study there. As a congregation, we never open the Bible together to talk about things, to think about things, to ask questions about our Heavenly Father, where we are going. There's nothing more important than where you go when you die. Nothing more important. And I went there with all good intentions. And that's a deeper story. Let's just carry on here. But they're saying, how does Jesus Christ know he never went to school? This is Emmanuel, God with us, the living word. Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but he that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. That's right. When you hear great swelling words from these preachers using the Bible as a random book of quotes, or I even want to talk about some of these super preachers now. Listen, those are inspirational speakers. Kenneth Copeland, not too long ago, said God is a failure, and people got up and cheered and dumped money into those things. This guy's got $58 million in his account. $58 million. Joyce Meyer's the same. All these super preachers, the same. They use the Bible as a random book of quotes. They talk about human merit, human experience, human entitlement, human endeavor, not human humbling to submit with an unquestioned obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. You deserve nothing. No. They tell you you deserve everything, and if you don't get it, that it's God's fault. It's just beyond all blasphemy. What these people teach and we pray for them. You have auditoriums full of people. You have this book, Feed My Sheep. Jesus Christ said, No, but your great swelling words of your ego. Judgment starts at the pulpit. Supports your preachers that are teaching chapter by chapter, verse by verse, so that we can get the word of God out to a hurting world. God can only reconcile us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have to get to know him, to love him. You can't just romanticize who you think Christ is. If you want to contend with God, like a video I saw the other day, you're going to lose. And the example is in here with Jacob. I don't understand these people, the way they twist things around. But they get the followers, the likes, the views. They get the money. And then that goes to their head. Speakers. And they do not know the Bible. And we pray for these people. It's one small book and the more you know it when you find the code like i found in the manuscripts through the lexicons this bible becomes so interestingly the key easy to understand the key humbling yourself humbling. and those yeah. people cannot humble they themselves. exalt themselves they have huge egos yeah they care about the money they care about living in those great big Thought, what was that, guys? Twenty-five thousand yeah. square foot house. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, I, I get it. I get. It. Yeah, you get it yeah. though. Humble yeah, that's yourself this, to learn this. You book. gotta humble to your soul. You have to humble yourself, and you have to realize we don't deserve life. 
Jesus Christ did not have to manifest a little lower than the angels for us. He knew what was going to happen to him. He did not have to do that. He did it for you and because of you. He suffered for us and because of us, each individual. Into understanding, he took the lowest earthly position for us. He was innocent, not guilty, no guile, no malice, no corruption was found in him. He had to do that so that we could have a way out to repent to him so that he could set up a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, the Millennium Temple that is valid and legit, that will not accommodate evil because no sin penetrated the Lord Jesus Christ's psyche. As we just read in that last couple verses when he's talking to his brothers you're still the way of the world no guile no malice no corruption was found in the lord jesus christ he walked perfect and that gave him the universal right which is universally recognized to set up that millennium temple for us if he didn't suffer for us if he didn't get all those temptations hyper focused on him from this supernatural entity created in the highest supernatural order in the full power and the beauty and wisdom as it's written in ezekiel chapter 28 None of us could stand up against that. We all followed him. We are the one-third that followed that entity, Satan. And our ego was the key that made us follow him. And we had to pass through this flesh age. Jesus Christ gave us a way out. That was the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension. So we're talking about here, whose doctrine are you going to follow? Because it's yay or nay. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. All we see these pastors and preachers all the time. Using the Bible as a random book of quotes and getting the whole crowd all wound up. And even with these big screens and bands in these churches these days, we were at them. They didn't even, they were putting quotes that people were saying up there. Inspirational quotes from mankind. Like, isn't the Bible big enough for you? It's just like, oh, there's a lot in here. Okay, Facebook or Google search, inspirational quotes. Yep, yep, yep. Let's get that up on the screen. Okay, and then they're good on the microphone. They have charisma, don't you think? Be careful about developing an emotional attachment to somebody that's leading you to hell. Do not be deceived. Satan's greatest trick is to fooling the whole world into thinking he doesn't exist. And he has ministers as it's written in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is such a great verse. It's here, you know where I'm going. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. They're deceitful. They look great. They're very inviting. That's how they get people into the church. They marginalize God's word. They sugarcoat God's word. Transforming themselves. That means to assume one's appearance. Into the apostles of Christ. We're sent out from Christ. Look at our church. Look at our people. Oh, it's just all about just loving Jesus. That's true. But you can't romanticize who you think Jesus Christ is. Or he'll say to you, depart from me. You never took the time to get to know me. You can't just sugarcoat the word and run after your own ideologies, your own vain curiosities. Repent. Jesus Christ forgives everybody. If you repent, that's from the heart. And no marvel for Satan himself is disguised as an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers... Anybody for God, Michael? What? No, I was just going to say. And I I, wasn't I done understand. The verse, but, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, you, his you ministers didn't... also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Judgment starts at the pulpit. Be careful who you identify with on your journey back to God. What, Tam? I was just going to say, and we understand, and I understand, especially how hard it is to when you do have an attachment. At that one church we went to, 
I really enjoyed going there. People were nice. The pastor was nice. Everyone was nice. I felt really welcomed and really good there. So, but we weren't learning the Bible. Didn't teach you have to the you have Bible. to understand the difference behind a cultural event and church. They're two different things. A social event and what church is supposed to be teaching God's word chapter by chapter, verse by verse, because that's the only way to enter peace, to salvation, to contentment, to happiness. And we pray that for the whole world. It was hard to leave. It, yeah, it, it sucked it because like we couldn't even have a Bible study. Where's the Bible study? No, we have groups. Oh, you should get involved in the groups. Oh, no, we have just activities. What about studying this chapter by chapter, verse by verse? It's God's love letter to you. He wants his children back. All the angels rejoice when one of us repents because they want their brothers and sisters back to get on with the affairs of time. Infinity forward. This little flesh age, you got a hundred years or less to get your psyche, your spirit in order. Your spirit is the intellect of your soul. Your soul is your life force. And it has to be in order. And it's not that hard. Do not be deceived over and over. Listen, like he just said here, people looking for their own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true. Our God is the God of truth. And no unrighteousness in him. He is the most righteous. First and foremost in importance in the universe, most precious in the universe, the only begotten Son of God in the universe, our Lord Jesus Christ. The only one found worthy. He was the only one that could say, Satan, you got nothing on me. Now, I wish I didn't get so emotional because I got a lot of preaching to do, but I, I just get all choked up every time. Anyways, let's go on. Did not Moses give you the law and yet none of you keepeth the law? You guys don't keep the law. You twist the law. You twist it to act more holy. You twist it to please people. Hey, you can eat pork in here. No problem. God, eats Jesus forgives you. Hey, you want to roll some Easter eggs? Those are pagan fertility symbols that represented a repulsive sexual orgy. Ask Jezebel. Oh, you can't. She got eaten by dogs. All right. That's what that is. The bunny rabbits, the Easter, celebrating Jesus Christ's birthday on December 25th when Luke chapter 1 could not be any more clear. He's six months younger than John the Baptist. Conceived in June at the course of Abiah by Zachariah and Elizabeth. So if you count, June 23rd, December 25th, that's Immaculate Conception. But you know what they said to me in this church and other churches too? Everybody eats pork, Michael. Everybody celebrates Christ's birthday on December 25th. Everybody celebrates Easter. It's just bunnies. It's just a tradition. It's just Easter eggs. It's harmless. Oh, traditions of men make void the word of God. You're totally watering down God's word. And we'll just leave that at that, okay? Let's carry on here. Keeping Moses' law. Jesus Christ came not to change one jit or jot of the prophets or the law. Matthew chapter 7, he came to fulfill. What laws are we talking about here? We're going to be talking about the laws that the religious community makes for themselves. Oh, it's, uh, we're just going to change this law. We're going to make this law a little bit more stringent. We're going to exploit this law. Whatever. Okay, God's laws stand in the councils of eternity. Okay, uh, where are we here? Uh, why go you about to kill me? Yeah, murder in your heart. Do not kill. That's what's in your heart. Premeditated murder is what that one is. The people answered and said, That was the devil. Who goes about to... No one's going to kill you, Jesus. We're not trying to kill you. But guess what? If you jump down to verse 25, then some of them of Jerusalem says, Is this not he whom they want to kill? Like the whole congregation, whole area knew the clergy 
wanted to kill the Lord Jesus Christ, as in snuff him out, nail him to a cross with some railroad spikes, humiliate the Son of God. Well, those guys are in big trouble. Anyways, Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and you all marvel. Okay, that was the guy with the bed at the fountain. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers, and ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, the law of Moses should not be broken. Are you angry at me because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Let's go over this about circumcision. What do you mean? Does he say, uh, because Moses of the fathers? Well, follow the threads back to Genesis 17, verse 9. That was given to Abraham. I think it's 17.9. I hope it is because I don't have time. If Tammy could play me off a little bit while I'm trying to find it. You know, <laughs> get on the organ, Tammy. Play some music for the crowd. 17. Oh, I was right. How about that? Okay, here's where the circumcision came about. When, what did Abraham do? Unadulterated faith and belief. He never challenged God. But, and God said to Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in thy generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Thou number as the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Okay? And you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. And he that is eight days old in circumcision among you, every man-child in your generations that is born in your house or bought with money or any stranger or is of thy seed. Okay, what is being said here? Man-child is zakchar, male being through whom the memorial through the parents is continued. Circumcision was a parental sign of obedience to God. And the serious of this noted in Exodus 4.26, God almost snuffed Moses for not following the commandment given here. Now, let's go to what circumcision means today. As it's written. Actually, I just thought of another place and I can't help it. Deuteronomy chapter 10. Okay, we're going to tell you what the circumcision really meant as a sign of obedience and open the book and let it speak for itself because you hear people all the time talking about circumcision. What about females? Y'all, okay? So let's find out what this really means. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 12 or chapter 10 and verse 12. And now Israel, what doeth the Lord thy God require of thee? Listen. Israel, his spiritual family, who we are to adopt ourselves into Romans chapter 9. That's me, that's you. God's spiritual family. What do we require of you? This is what they re God requires of us. To revere the Lord, thy God. To walk in his ways. Walk it, you talk it. And love him. That's pure, unadulterated love. He wants your free will love. And to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul. That means help spread the seeds of truth throughout the world because he wants all his children back. With all thy heart and all thy soul. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I commanded thee for this day. For thy good. There's no question mark in there. I don't know who put that in here. Behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord thy God, the earth also with all that is therein. Everything belongs to God. God's the creator in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Only the Lord God hath a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you 
all people as it is to this day. It's us. He gave this book to one family to spread the seeds of truth. You adopt yourself back into this family. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. Okay, what are we talking about here? How would that? The foreskin of your heart. That's what circumcision is today. Let's go. Let's document this again. We have to. In um, Romans chapter 2. And just quickly, Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2 and its verses. I forget right now, so I did write it down. Romans chapter 2, verses 25-29. It's also in Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, but we're just sick. 25-29. Circumcision is of the heart. Don't allow your heart to be covered. Open it up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow the Holy Spirit to saturate your heart, the love of Christ into your heart. You surrender your entire existence to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask Him to cleanse you of everything that is offensive to His kingdom, everything of the darkness, everything that is corrupt to the Lord Jesus Christ and His kingdom. Ask Him to saturate you with your Holy Spirit. He can't do that if your heart's covered. It's up to you. That's your free will choice. Open your heart up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, it's not... That's what circumcision is. All right, so now we're back here. That's what it is now. And these people are trying to pick on uh, Jesus about the law. And he made every wit whole. He made that guy whole. And he warned him. This is another comment on that. Warned him not to sin. We're all going to sin. Don't you think otherwise. But deliberately and repeatedly is the message in the Bible. Remember Hebrews chapter 10, 26. If you continually to sin, willingly, there is no more sacrifice for your sins. Hebrews 10, 26. You can't be just be doing it and then thinking, Christ can't forgive me. Then deliberately do it again. Then forget. Deliberately do it again. You know, you have to have a change of heart. Okay, judge not according to appearance, but judge a righteous judgment. Judge not righteous according to the appearance of the flesh, but righteous according to the heart. Is the lesson being conveyed here? Did you get that, Tammy? Just because someone's looking holier than thou, just because those churchy church people over there look much more holy than I do with their nice pickup trucks and and, and SUVs and their beautiful front lawns and you know their big shiny everything else like oh they look holy and they're going to church and get this boy out of here they're judging about appearance because I live in grinding poverty if we pan the camera around here you would be shocked and if I took it into the washroom you would be repulsed but there's no that's what happens when you have no running water and you have you didn't have electricity for several years and just got electricity we're into a year of it now but yeah people judge from the outside that's what's being said here circumcision was for a sign back then as we went we just went over that for abraham but now from the heart the righteousness of the heart 26 but lo he speaketh boldly and they say nothing unto him oh wait a minute 25 then said some of them of jerusalem is this not he who they seek to kill remember back in verse 20 Jesus, no one's trying to kill you. Just come on back here. Why don't you sit in the back over here with these guys? You know, you know what I mean? They were trying to, you know, the congregation knew the clergy wanted to kill Christ. They do it. And they do it today by marginalizing, marginalizing his word. You're killing the truth. Okay. Uh, 26. But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed this is the very Christ? Like, are we to question the clergy today? If, listen, 
If he's not teaching you chapter by chapter, verse by verse, if he hasn't found the threads that run through the Bible for interpretation, the structural fabric of the key of David itself, what is he teaching you? You go out to, remember that church you just talked about that you liked? We literally go out to our pickup truck after and go, listen, man, this guy jumped from here. He jumped over there. The whole crowd went wild. He jumped there and we didn't learn anything. Next week, same thing. He jumped there, he jumped there. Oh, he read some verses there, but we never got the message being conveyed. And then there was a rock and roll band and quotes on the screen. But these people, we liked them. They, They did a lot of outreach in the community and they did a lot of outreach, not even in just our community, in lots of communities. That's true. And That's the true. only thing is, is when they came back from doing their outreach, they gave each other pats on the back and they all stood up and told their stories of what good they did out there. And it was just all about human oh, merit. Well, remember this. This is what they said. Open the book and let it speak for itself. For these churches that we pray for, just like Tammy said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and cast out devils in thy name and done many wonderful works? Haven't we done that? Then Jesus says to them, "I never. you never took the time to get to know me. That's what it says in the manuscripts. Depart from me. You that work iniquity, you never made yourself known to me. And the great thread that runs through the Bible saying that, Jeremiah 9, 24, 1 Corinthians 1, 31, and more. He says, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, he came in the volume of the book, this book, it's nice to go out and do nice things for the community. But... This is what it's all about. It starts here. This is the platform. This is the benchmark. You have to teach the seeds of truth. And you can't say it's in the Lord Jesus Christ's name unless you're teaching the Bible. And that's all there is to it. And that's sad because they had a great opportunity. They had somebody like me in the church that knows this book. And they shut me down. They shut me down everywhere I go. I'm not going out anymore. If you want to come here and be part of the Companion Chapel, that's fine. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, because wish, it, it I could, wish we could find people like that to come here because they were such such a great group of people. And they have to understand. Yeah, we have to learn. We yeah. have to learn this book, it's the book first it's and foremost. learning okay. about Jesus. So they're God. asking here, do the rulers know indeed this is the very Christ? Are we going to question the clergy? Do you know indeed this is a living word? Do you understand this? Chapter by chapter, verse by verse. It's not a random book of quotes, man. 27. How... Be it, we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. That's the lead clergy answering back. That's Jewish tradition that I've read about, Jewish traditions I've read a lot about, and it's the same today. They deny Christ. Then, then cried Christ in the temple as he taught, saying, You both know me, and you know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true. Whom you not know? You don't know nothing. You guys, you guys are just making up this religious big show. And you got a lot of people showing up for it and paying money to be there. And I know him for I am from him and he has sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him because his hour has not come yet. This is divine intervention. Oh yeah, they're against him right away. They're against the truth. Remember the Bible study I was at? And uh, I forget what book we were doing. And the one guy, okay, the elders were standing behind me, not with me, overshadowing me. As the guy that was running the Bible study was always referring to me, and I would say something, and then he'd say, go check, go check and make sure he's right. They were trying to prove me wrong over and over. I just said, dude, why don't you just sit down? Open the book and let it speak for itself, right? They were so hardcore trying to prove me wrong, and I prayed for them. I said, like, like whatever, man, okay? 
You know what I mean? And the one guy said, do you think you know more of the Bible than I do? I said, who gives a... Almost said it. I said, who cares? <laughs> who cares who knows more? We're all part of the many-member body of Christ. And it's all us, the human family, together in totality to come back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Anyways, let's carry on here. Divine intervention. They sought to take him. He thinks he knows more than us. That's egotism, y'all. Get over it. It's all about fellowship. Okay? And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles that signs than these which this man hath done us? The Pharisees heard that. The people murmured such things concerning him, and the Pharisees and chief priests sent out officers to take him. Yeah, they're henchmen. They're henchmen. They sent out people. Go get him and bring him here. You know, we're going to do this guy in. And they did. But let's see what happens in the meantime. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while while I am with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. You shall seek me. And shall not find me. But where I am, you can't come. Because you're in hell, yo. And you had your chance. You can look over like Lazarus and the rich man. And the rich man going, Abraham, tell Lazarus to go get me a drink of water. Can't you see I'm thirsty? Do you know how much money I had down there? You know what I mean? Like, it's the same. Can you imagine if those people were allowed in heaven? It's nothing more than a new hell. Jesus Christ will not allow that. They've exhausted their caregiver. You sit over there where there's no praise or presence of God whatsoever, and you guys, all the same people, all with the same problems, try and convince each other why you're right and why God's wrong. Knock yourselves out. We're praying for you from the other side. We don't want to see anybody there. We want to see the whole human family come to repentance. It gives us no pleasure. To see somebody on the hell side, unlike the biggest university church down in the States, or say, oh, we're going to feel good when we see those guys over there. What do you got, some spite in you? That's malice. That's corruption. We pray for those. How do, you, how do you say that when you pray for your enemies? We want them to repent so we can all come back as a human family, come to an understanding of each other, and live together in the circuits of time together with Father the way he designed us in our spiritual bodies. How much more of this chapter is left? I don't know if I can get it through this. I was going to say, I don't right. think you're going to get All through right, this All right, divine chapter. intervention, and let's just stop there. John chapter 7, verse 30. I want to thank you very much for watching. Get involved in the Companion Chapel today. Today is the most important day of your life to understand. You go somewhere when you die, and there's nothing more important than where you go when you die, and you're judged on your spirit, your psyche, the intellect of your soul. Keep your soul clean. Keep your spirit clean. I want to thank you very much for watching. Companionchapel at gmail.com. Have yourself a great day, and bye for now. God bless.